And welcome back to our Saturday Coffee Clutch. Robert Reich, Heather Lofthouse, the Executive Director of Inequality Media Civic Action, and my former student. And it's a beautiful, beautiful rainy Saturday here on the West Coast. I don't know how it is there. On the best coast. On the best coast. It is the best coast. I don't know. We can, we will fight with people on that one. I think it is the best coast. It's You know, uh, I was in Ohio this week, Heather, uh, debating Arthur Laffer. I remember love Arthur Laffer? Yes! A lot of people don't know who we, you know, my students have no idea who right. Arthur Laffer Well, I know from you was. over the years. Well, did you ever hear about Arthur Laffer and the this trickle-down supply-side economics. He was the inventor of trickle-down supply-side economics. And it's working like a tree. And, <laughs> and it, it never worked. Nothing ever trickled down. But Arthur, out in, uh, we were out in Columbus uh, debating economics. We've been doing this for 45 years. He looks like he's 60. He's actually 82 years old. Uh, and he still sticks to the same theme. Um, but the new part of his theme was that California is the worst place you can possibly live. Oh, does he watch Fox News, too? <laughs> the best place you can live, he says, is where he lives now is Tennessee oh. because they have no income tax, no state income tax, oh. and very low taxes. And I kept saying to him, but taxes are not everything, Arthur. Right, that's what I was saying. I mean, there's also, hello, quality of life. Right. Um, but um, That is funny. But I love that you, two people, economists, whatever you all are, of different views, have a healthy debate. You laugh together. Well, I like I like him. I mean, he's weird yeah. and funny and very energetic, and uh, and I think he looks so young and acts so young because he made a pact with the devil, <laughs> and that devil was first of all Ronald Reagan, and yeah. the most recent devil is Donald Trump. Donald oh. Trump gave him uh, the uh, Medal of Freedom, the Presidential oh, Medal of Freedom. I didn't remember that. Ew. Wow. Ugh. But um, anyway, it's a it's a good segue into this week because there a, there's a lot of economic stuff going yes. on. Yes, can you talk us through some of it? Can well, I ask? Yeah, you know, jobs report. Well, the jobs report on Friday was actually um, uh, encouraging in the sense in in one very narrow sense. Um, I mean, yes, jobs are coming back and that's good, and they continue to come back at a pretty rap- rapid rate. But what I look at, Heather, is wages, and wages actually dropped. Right. Uh, from the month before, from January. February wages were two-tenths of a 1% increase. I mean, that's that's almost nothing. Teensy, yeah. And that should be good news to the Federal Reserve Board uh, because they are worried about wages pushing inflation, uh, pushing prices. It, look, wage price inflation does not exist anymore. Uh, uh, this is this is something that is it's such a strange throwback yep. uh, in terms of the, the ideology of, of Jerome Powell and his colleagues on the Fed. Uh, and you look at uh, the yesterday's jobs report and you see well, wages are going nowhere. Uh, and so don't even think about wages pushing inflation. Uh, it, the, the only thing that's left that's pushing domestic inflation is prices from big companies that have monopoly power. Right. That's it. And so what are they going to do? What's going to happen? Well, I'm afraid Jerome Powell signaled very, very clearly in his semi-annual report to Congress this past week uh, that he is going to, and his colleagues on the Federal Open Market Committee Mm -hmm. are going to continue to raise rates. Right. Uh, They've already raised rates eight times in a very short amount of time. I mean, this is is as as fast as we've ever seen it, uh, certainly since the beginning of the 1980s. 
uh, when Ronald Reagan was president and Arthur Laffer was advising Ronald Reagan. Right. Um, and uh, the danger here is that they're going to raise rates too fast and force us into a, re into a recession, unnecessary recession. Uh, you know, this is uh, who, and that and recessions. Who do they hurt most? They hurt the people who are first lose their jobs. Yep. And those tend to be low wage people. Right. Right. Um, what is this? And we do not need a recession. I mean, period. But in terms of 2024, this is another big issue because timing is critical. If the recession comes next year, right, uh, then. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. The only thing that people really, this is where James Carville's old, you know, it's the economy stupid yep, comes in. Yep. Because the only thing people really pay a lot of attention to in the months before an election is the economy, their personal economy. And if the economy is going in the right direction, uh, you know, so an incumbent always gets reelected. If the economy is not going in the right direction, you've got Jimmy Carter and yeah. George H.W. Bush, mm -hmm. uh, that means one-term president. Right. Do you hear me? I feel bad for people. I'm taking notes. Is, is Are my, you taking is notes? Is my clickety-clackety? Just my, certain phrases. Taking, you know, there's a, there's a, when I speak and you take notes, I feel as though we're back in the old professor classroom. classroom. Yeah. Also, I'm super not happy about my grade on that uh, midterm. Well, you by gotta, the way, you got a B plus, and it, I think it was a respectable grade. <laughs> I Heather, know. I would. I know. I, I dislike that phrase. My per, the personal economy. My personal economy. Okay. Um, so Biden's budget. I loved your Substack this week that talked about pyrotechnics and broke down what's happening where and what it means. Can well, you, talk you have. To us I mean, that? look. Let's be very, very clear. These budgets that come out of the White House. Uh, for years, uh, ever since anybody, you know, a lot of my students don't even remember a time when budgets really counted. They are just opening salvos. We have not had a budget in this country for years. Right. Uh, but the Biden budget, uh, what it did was put on the table a proposal, uh, a proposal that Biden made before, but even bigger, to tax people who have incomes more than $100 million a year. You're not talking about a lot of people here. Right. Uh, and people who are also have huge wealth. And he wants to have a 25% tax. Uh, now, the, the significance of this is that when you have a gigantic, and we do have a gigantic budget deficit and debt, yep. uh, the Republicans are basically going to war over this. I mean, it's all you know, it's all hypocritical. I mean, this is this is nuts because, uh, you know, there was a, a Donald Trump added to the debt by at least seven trillion dollars. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, the Republicans, when there is a Democratic president, get very, very concerned about the debt. Suddenly they become deficit hawks and debt mavens. Uh, and they are threatening not to raise the debt ceiling. Mm -hmm. Ninety nine percent of Americans don't even know what the debt ceiling is. Right. They say to themselves, well, if you have a runaway debt, you probably don't want to raise the debt ceiling. And Republicans say, aha, here's a way of demagoguing once more. Uh, so Biden's budget is a way of responding and saying, in effect, OK, if you really want to get the debt down, if you're really concerned about deficits, federal deficits, then the way to do it is raise taxes on the billionaires, right. raise taxes on the hundred millionaires. Uh, and it's hard for the Republicans to come back and say, no, we want to slash spending because there's not much spending to slash. If you put aside military spending, Social Security, Medicare and Medicaid, uh, that's really a big, big chunk of the federal budget. Right. 
So he's got them cornered, in other words. Uh, and as we move closer to the point, sometime this summer, where the Treasury Secretary, uh, Janet Yellen, says, uh, we have to we have to get money here because we can't pay our bills. Right. Uh, we're running out of money. I've done everything I can in terms of accounting tricks. And we're, we're, we have one day left. That is when the pyrotechnics really go into effect. That's when you have the last minute, you know, craziness. Yep. Uh, and when uh, the Republicans in Congress are going to have to give because they don't want to be responsible for the meltdown of not only the United States economy, but the world economy, which is what the result would be if we did not pay our bills. Right. Good. So I like this. Well, and you may like it, but it's all play acting. I, I mean, it's just it's just on both sides. It is a theater. It's theater of the absurd. At the end of the day, what do we get? Well, we'll have maybe a little bit of a tax increase on the wealthy. Right. And we'll have a Which little bit. Which we'll take. Yes, good. Sure. Thank good. you, That's President good. Biden. And we'll have um, maybe a little bit deficit reduction mm -hmm. because you have more revenue coming in. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe Biden has a little bit of leeway to do a couple of things before the 2024 election. Um, and the debt ceiling will be raised. Right. But it's going to be just crazy mm. and awful. And, and, theatrical. And, and, and theatrical, but in a way that confuses people and, and causes the stock market to go nuts yeah. and causes a lot of, uh, a lot of regular Americans to be very worried at yeah. a time when they're already worried. Why, did, why should they have to worry about all this? So we've talked about this before, but as a consumer of the news, what... Why is some what seems to be good economic news given to me as bad economic news and the other way around? What what is happening with economics reporters? Well, it has to it has to do with Jerome Powell and the Fed, uh, because besides, you know, Powell uh, is a major player here. Uh, you've got, obviously, Biden and the theater of the absurd that he is staging in terms of in wanting to raise taxes, it's not going to happen because you know that the Republicans are not going to allow it and the business interests are not going to right. allow it and the billionaires are not going to allow it. Uh, but he is going to seek tax increases on the extraordinarily rich. Uh, the Republicans uh, in the House are going to do the, their own theatrical production with regard to the the debt ceiling. But the real action is Powell and 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 that's interest rates. And interest rates, if you raise interest rates, you slow the economy mm -hmm. and you cool. could put the economy into a tailspin. If you do it too fast and too much, there is a lag time between raising interest rates and when people can no longer get mortgages or get loans or get anything, car loans, things that they need. Now, here's the issue. If the economy looks like it's doing very well, mm -hmm. like it's roaring ahead, uh, people uh, who are in the know on Wall Street, they say, uh-oh, that's bad because it means that Jerome Powell and the Fed are going to raise interest rates even more because they are going to be worried about the economy uh, just being too hot, yeah. right? you know, that, that prices are going to go up. Right. Now, you and I have talked about this before, Heather. Uh, the, the unstated reality here is that prices are going up mainly because of monopolies mm -hmm. in this system, in our corporate system. There are big corporate monopolies that are raising their prices because they can. Right. And they can use the excuse of inflation to cover it. That's right. what they are all doing. 
That's what they're telling their analysts on Wall Street that they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, meanwhile, while they're doing this, um, the real economy in terms of in terms of wages, that's what you know, and jobs and wages um, is 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 doing OK, but it's basically flat. You know, jobs are coming back. But as I said before, wages are not. Yeah. Wages are slowing. And you've got uh, something in the order of 65% of Americans who are living paycheck to paycheck. Yep. Now, just put all the, you know, connect all the dots. If prices continue to go up, I know. forced by monopolies, and there are some supplies, you know, supply uh, shortages around the, around the world, but, but mostly it is now monopolies. If prices are going up because of monopolies and you've got 60 to 70% of Americans who are living paycheck to paycheck and they are already under a great deal of pressure. If they start losing their jobs on top of all of this, yep. uh, it's, it's, it's just unnecessary hardship uh, and it has a vicious cycle yep. attached to it because if they start losing their jobs, they can't buy stuff and or they're worried about losing their jobs. They won't spend. Uh, and then what? Then yeah. the economy really does go into a tailspin. Yeah, it's brutal. So did I answer your question? You did, but I don't think I'm more positive than I was. Well, no, you shouldn't be. Okay, I, mean, I should uh, be negative. Well, you shouldn't pessimistic. be. You shouldn't be. No, miserable. No, 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 no. Don't be pessimistic or miserable. I mean, it's just that we've got a problem. We've got the problem is that the Democrats and Republicans, both Joe Biden and McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, are, are in our play acting. Right. And Jerome Powell is out of touch. But I appreciate how you describe it all, because when I open the New York Times or otherwise, Twitter, whatever I'm opening, it doesn't come across this no, way. And these economic reporters, <laughs> you know, they they just don't they're not they're not framing the issues right. as they should be framed and connecting the dots. And they're not and they're not giving people context. Right. And so it's easy for uh, for a lot of people who are intelligent and they read the news, and they think they understand what's going on just to not see what's really happening. Right. Okay. Well, we will. Do you remember, Heather, mm -hmm. do you remember in the old computers? You probably don't. <laughs> but in the old uh, kind of laptops and even, you know, you press a reveal code. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. Well, you press, and what did My you see? My PC clone. Yeah. Lots you, of good stuff up there. When the, when you pressed reveal code, yeah. you saw what was behind yeah. everything. We need a, a reveal code for the economy Ooh, we do. and for politics. Mm. And that's what you and I try to do. Yeah, the title of your next book. Done. <laughs> reveal code. code. Colon. Nobody will remember. Po politics what, style. No, oh, it's going to be no. a bestseller. Okay, so we threatened last week, I mean promised, to have a special guest this week. Yes. And where is the special guest? <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen them? Well, no, Do I haven't remember? seen them. Do you, does anybody out there remember who our special guest was for our coffee clutch? First name chat, last name? GDP, GTP. GPT. GPT. It's yes. great when you remember chat, your guest's chat, name. GPT. And look who's here. Chat, GPT. Just joined us. Chat, it's great to see you. Hello. Chat. It is wonderful to be here. Chat, do you have anything <laughs> to add to this conversation? That was my bad robot. Okay, so why don't we type something in? to chat GPT. People must know what this is. Yes, this is this the future. Is, We're talking the to the future. Artificial intelligence, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And so we are being kind of flippant about it, but let's just see, let's type in something. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so we, how about, I'm going to type this in here, inequality, Shakespearean sonnet. Wait a minute. What does that mean, inequality, Shakespearean sonnet? I want to hear what 
a, what a, a robot, yep, what, what AI built by humans, better than humans, allegedly, does as, oh, this is you know, fun. To talk about inequality. Yeah. In, in, in the, the form of, the economy, of a sonnet. In the form of a Shakespearean sonnet? Yes. Look, look, okay. look. It just it revealed code. It. it revealed code. It already code. did it. Okay. There it is. Okay. okay. Do you want to read it or should I? No, you should. Inequality, a force that doth divide the rich and poor, the strong and weak alike. Some born to privilege, others to strive. The gap between them widens as we hike. Oh, Shakespeare couldn't have done it He better. couldn't. Wait, let's read the final line. Oh, inequality, a blight so dire, we must strive to quench thy cruel fire. <sighs> wow. Well, I think, you know, what Shakespeare else? is out of work. I mean, oh, if, you, read, you, were, pretty if great. you were around today. I'd do that in Chaucerian. Oh, hold please. Can you inequality, do the same? Cha- inequality, Chaucer. Chaucer. If you're if, if you're out there uh, listening to this and are bored by what Stop. we're doing here... Um, don't be, because this is the future, folks. This is, um, and I don't know, Chat GPT is only one of them, but I think that uh, is it. Who's coming out with uh, Google? Is coming out with yep, beta, look out, uh, which is even going to be even Googlier, weirder. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So here this we go. Is Chaucerian. Okay. Inequality that poisons every vein, a plague that blights the bloom of every land, a cancer that devours the heart and brain, a curse that spreads like weeds on every strand. Oh, it's very Chaucer. One that upreel with his shoulders, Sutra, the drift of March, has passed in the router and bathed every vein and switched the curve which virtue engendered as a fleur. One's every shake in its sweaty breath, in spirit hath in every halt and hath a trundercropus, and the youngest sonner. Shall I go on? Right! I can't believe this! Yes. Who the hell needs ChatGPT? Yes, that's right. That was I, incredible! I, I, well, I actually have ChatGPT embedded in my Where brain. Where did you really learn that? That was in, in, your times in, in high England? school. Was, in no, high, no, school. high school? There was, yeah, we, we, wow. Public high school, we did Chaucer. We had so, to memorize yeah. the um, just the start. I see. So I had to memorize the end of Midsummer Night's Dream. We'll go. If we shadows have offended, think but this and all is mended. That we have but slumbered here, and this week an idle... Theme, no more yielding but a dream. Gentles, do not reprehend. I can't remember the rest. And then it talks about Puck. I'm impressed. I'm, I'm, impressed. In, I'm not impressed. I mean, really. Okay, can I do one more and then we'll spare these okay. people? Okay. What if we did last one? Last one. This is uh, okay. Chat. Thanks very much for joining us for coffee. It's been wonderful. Thank you for being here, Chat. Okay. Okay, so- I'm trying. What if a speech by, hear me out here, okay. Jerome Powell, yeah. if he actually cared about workers? How, I mean, what would he say yeah. if he actually cared yeah, about workers? Yeah, let's see what it says. Okay, Ooh, okay. I'm going to read okay, this. Okay, you read this one. This, this is, is it's so fun. A speech okay. from Jerome. It's revealing code. Okay. Dear fellow Americans, I stand before you today as the chair of the Federal Reserve, but more importantly, as a citizen of this great country uh, who is concerned about the welfare of all. It is no secret. My, this ChatGPT is moving so fast. It's terrifying. I can't even. I can't it's even. It's going too fast. Okay, so he ends this by saying, um, finally, I want to acknowledge that the challenges facing workers are complex and multifaceted. This is bullshit. I, that's, that's the other In word. In closing, I want to say that the Federal Reserve takes its responsibility to the American people very seriously. We understand that the health of our economy is, is inextricably linked to the well-being of our workers, and we will continue to do everything in our power to ensure that they are treated with dignity, respect, and, fa- and the fairness they deserve. Thank you. I mean, I think it's chat BS. I mean, it is. Is there a special chat BS program? Yeah, I think the whole thing is that. Okay. Um, It's interesting. I mean, this is, this uh, artificial intelligence is going to, it's going to put a lot of us out of work. I know. And I want to be the first to reveal to you, Uh Heather. Uh oh. Uh oh. Buckle up. I am 
a hologram. I'm, <laughs> a I'm not really here today. Wow, you look great in I'm digital form. I'm still in Ohio. Are I'm, you? Yes, and I'm. And, yes, I'm still. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, on that note, on that lovely note, and and thank Chat GPT for joining us today. Thanks. Thank you all for joining us today, and we will see you. Have a good week. Have a safe week. And we uh, we can't wait for the next week to tell us how we were correct, what we did wrong, what we did right. Maybe Chat can come back again. Be safe.